Hello and welcome to today's episode of Courageously Unapologetic with Corrine Allen. Um, oof. It is a heavy, heavy time right now and I tried a few times to not think about this and not put my personal story into this, not put my experience into this. And that was when I realized immediately that I felt like I didn't have a place to stand in this. I felt like my experience and what I was put through didn't matter. And because I don't play victim, I never have talked about this. I have never shared this situation in my life with anybody except for my husband because of the fact that I felt like it didn't matter because of the fact. And I will get more into that, but I want to share what I am talking to and where what I'm talking about and where this came from. So because of this heavy time and because of what is going on right now and however you feel about it, wherever you stand, I hope that you just have a heart enough to, to see and to, to know and to feel that it's painful and it's heartbreaking. It's, it's so heavy to be an empath in a time that is so heavy. And there were moments and times in my life where I would take that time to just you know, do what people tell you to do and just focus on the good things and look at the bright side of things and start a new project because that gets you excited or just sit back and read some really exciting, you know, books, whatever type of books make you happy. Um, And ultimately what I've gotten down to and and where I've gotten to is that um, the same thing I teach people that I coach and that I mentor is that you need to feel it. And for me, that goes even farther back to pregnancies and deliveries and everything that every situation that I've worked through that was painful, whether that was physical or emotional, mental, whatever type of pain it was, actually identifying that pain and feeling it brought more strength in the end and allowed me to push through with full and complete awareness. And because I have been covering and pushing away this, my own experience and my own story um, because of the fact that I felt like it wasn't valid. And I want to share, and I chose to just do it on a public platform because why not? I recently had someone share with me in a message. Um, I have a couple different private messages going, just conversation, awareness, experience, Um, And in in the middle of one of the conversations that has been going back and forth, um, I was told that I have no idea what it feels like to be racially profiled. Um, And then it went on to say, or attacked. And boom, that's immediately when the trigger came in. And that's immediately the first time in so many years that I even let it come to the surface. Because I knew that I was racially profiled and I let that go. 
And just in case you don't know what I physically look like or who I physically am, I would completely appear to you as a white woman. My mother is white and my dad is Spanish and Mexican. I just look like how everybody else would assume a white girl. And I never, ever had any experience, any problems, any issues, not even a conversation about race until I started high school. And for me, that makes me really proud because of the fact that not having those conversations in my home meant that my family didn't see that way. My family, where I grew up, I grew up near Stockton, California, and in most of the most of the years of my life, I was the white friend. I I stood out because of that. Most of my friends in the community were black, brown, and there was a few um, you know, other other cultures and races, but I never felt uncomfortable because of it. They never made me feel uncomfortable, and my family never talked about how we were different or we're not the same, and we all did everything as a community, as a school. We all did the exact same things, and I think that it just caught me so off guard when I moved from Northern California to Southern California and started going to school in San Diego. I had no idea what I was going to experience, what I was going to experience. And within a week of starting school, I was always called a wigger. I had within the first week of school, gum thrown in my hair, pushed down walking through places. It proceeded into because of the way I dressed, because of the, the makeup that I wore, because of how I scrunched my hair, because of certain words that I said, like hella, um, because of the brands of my clothing. Um, and then it proceeded into being pushed around and punched around and meet us behind this building. So we're going to do this to you. And... I walked home from school. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a mommy that came and took me and picked me up. And I didn't have that. And as the years proceeded and other kids in my school began to get handouts from their family and new cars and all that stuff, I still walked home, giving me still the continued opportunity to be taken behind buildings by white power girls that went to my high school and racially profiled and attacked. So yes, I am literally recording a a podcast episode in the middle of being triggered because why not? Because everything is so polished and everything is so fake and everything is so forced. And that's not what I do here. The word unapologetic isn't a big F you. It's raw. I shared before in the beginning of creating this podcast that I I almost wanted to use the word raw, but I didn't know where to run with that. And I didn't want it to be taken as it was a rated R podcast. Uh, And that's what this comes with. It's raw. It's truth. It's I'm not sorry for speaking. I'm not sorry for using my voice. And today when I was going to get quiet again, I told myself, why? Why? Because my story is not enough. And here's where I want to get uncomfortable 
and and I understand what this could come with. I understand that this is an uncomfortable, controversial topic because everybody's scared and nobody wants to talk about real deep, heavy things. But listen, I know damn well at 35 years old that there are people of all different color, black, brown, white, whatever it is, that have had a much more privileged life than I have, no matter what color they are. I know there are people that had a much more leave it to beaver life than I did. I know that there are people, no matter what color, that were not profiled or attacked because they fit in in their community. They were comfortable in their community and in their upbringing and their environment. There are so many topics of people saying it's about, you know, choosing and not choosing. I didn't choose those things. My family was forced to move because of health reasons for my sister and because my mom not wanting to continue to raise up her kids in an environment that was getting very scary and becoming completely overtaken with a gang community and her having no idea what was going to happen when I moved into a school in San Diego in East County that was known for being incredibly racist. And you know what? It didn't cross her mind that it would mean my brother and I would have any kind of problem there because to us, our skin looked just like them. But when people are racist, they are a nasty breed of people, period. When people are racist, they are low and they are scum. And it doesn't matter if they're racist against black or they're racist against white. They're racist. Whatever they are, they are filled with hate. The only people that should be saying sorry right now to any color are people that have treated any color poorly and have done wrong to them. I cannot say sorry to somebody that my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandparents on my one side of the family may have done something wrong to, but that I have no idea. Because if that is the lifestyle that you want to live in, there's how many other cycles of your life that you are choosing to also not break. We get the opportunity. This is not only 2020, but this is a new day and this is a new life and this is your life. I could have easily taken the pain that I went through and had a whole entire feeling and hatred and energy towards moving there, towards the people there, not wanting to start a career there, get married there. I could have turned that into such a nasty thing and I could have taken that on for years of my life and shared with my kids about how the people of San Diego are. But it's not those people. It wasn't those racist. It wasn't that entire town or that entire school even. But the handful of those girls that have that much hate in them, I don't know where they are now. I don't know what they're doing. But I can tell you that it is their heart. It is their individual heart and is their hatred and is their pain. And people ask me all the time, how do I talk to my kids about racism? I don't. I talk to my kids about how there is good and there is evil in this world and that I don't care what your grades are if you are not a good person. I don't care. My kids know that. We've talked about this topic so many times. It is always going to be about what are you doing 
to help other people? What are you doing to shine your light? What are you doing? So year after year, hearing from my son's teachers, as my daughter has been home with me with school, about who he helps in the classroom and why he is always, always the one to sit with the children that need more help. That's what I'm raising. I'm not raising a child. I'm raising a future adult with a good heart. He doesn't see them by color. He doesn't see them as weak. He sees them as someone that is asking for help and he hears that and he goes and he helps. He sees them or he hears them struggling to read or trying to get up into a spot in their wheelchair. He doesn't laugh. He doesn't mock. He doesn't say that because of something he doesn't have to do that or at least he doesn't have to worry about it or stay in his own lane. That's what I'm teaching. I'm teaching my children that there's good and there's evil. There is God in this world and there is the devil in this world. You choose who you want to be. You will see it. You can read people. You choose to be around the people that bring light. And you work harder every day to become better. And every single day, my children say to me, as we do our affirmations, that today they will be more kind, more loving, Try harder than the day before. They say it every day. I am not better than anybody and nobody is better than me. And then they repeat to me their first and last name. I am strong. I am smart. I am capable. I am beautiful. And I am blessed. Recognizing the life that we have because of the life that we've built. I know that there is so much going around right now and I know that people are scared to say certain things and um, there's people that I follow that have shared really powerful messages about what we can do and what we can't do and what we shouldn't do and if you do this, you're doing wrong and if you don't do that, you're also wrong. But you know what's never wrong and you know what can never be taken from you? Your own story and your own experience. And for 35 years, well, that's a lie. It was high school, so whatever, how long I've been out of school. God, that's so crazy to think how long. For this long, I've kept that quiet, but it took one person to tell me that I have no idea how that feels. Because you know what? There are people that have no idea how that feels. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that they're a crappy person because they have no idea how it feels. It just means that that's how their life has been. And they shouldn't feel shamed because their parents, and because they themselves gave themselves a life that way. They, it's, it wasn't their choice. Like this is, this is their life and they shouldn't feel ashamed for the life that they're living or that they lived unless they're a bad person. But people that are good people that are being made to feel like they are not doing enough or they have no idea what something feels like. And now there's all this guilt going on right now and people don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to understand it. They don't know how to process it. And they're feeling guilty and they're feeling sad and they're scared to say things and they're scared to say their feelings. But as somebody who grew up in a community where I never knew the difference and that's what my friends always were, I was devastated leaving that. I was devastated leaving a place that felt like home where everybody loved everybody and nobody's seen each other by color and by how we dressed or spoke. And it didn't, wasn't even in a conversation. 
And I spent four years scared to death to go to school every day, scared to death to walk home every day. While the kids that had their hands, you know, their lives handed to them on a gold platter, drove by, made all their comments or jumped out and did whatever they had to do. And even though I was scared to death, I finally reached a point when I said, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to stand up for myself and whatever they're going to do, maybe they'll just do it and get it over with. Because eventually you just want to stand up for yourself. You don't have anybody. Nobody's going to, no one's going to stick up for you and support you when that's who they go to school with and that's what they've been around. So I just want to share that your experience and your story is your truth and that can't be taken from you. And I want to share my opinion on it because that's what I do. I only share. I, I can and I will only share my experience. I don't know what it's like to be a different color than what I am. But I, I refuse to be told that I don't know what it feels like to be racially profiled or attacked. I understand that this episode may come with feeling may come with conversation may come with feedback that you may have and I'm open to that but please just note that just because we are different just because we may be a different color doesn't mean that maybe I slightly do understand a little bit and what also needs to be understood and I will repeat it even though I think I've done it twice already in this episode is that just because someone is a certain color doesn't mean that they have any idea what it feels like to be racially profiled or attacked. Don't go trying to think of something because of what's going on right now. Don't go try to think of a situation because every single person that you know can think of a time in their life where they can rewrite the story but keep your story true and don't be afraid to show it don't be afraid to share it this is just a heavy time and what I wish more than anything is that we could all see through this the distraction that this is meant to be it's all it's it's all a bigger agenda and there is so much going on that the best thing that we can do right now is be the brothers and sisters that we were created to be and be together and unite together. This was not planned. This was my heart coming out today. And it's heavy and it's uncomfortable. Teach your children compassion. Don't be guilted into doing anything. Don't feel... Like you're less than if you're a good person, if you're a good parent, if you are doing your best and you love and you love people unconditionally and you see everybody the same, don't feel guilty right now. You're a good person and that's what we need. We need good people to keep teaching good people so next generations can continue to turn into more good people and change can happen. We cannot allow more hatred and more diversity and more reasons to separate. 
Stay safe, my friends. I'm tapping out for the day. <laughs>